confident. At Sit Means Sit Dog Training, we want to help you have a happy, confident, and obedient dog. And we also want to make the training process an enjoyable and worthwhile experience. Contact Sit Means Sit today to schedule a free consultation so we can create a customized training program so you are able to have the dog you want and deserve. Sit Means Sit Dog Training. Sorry, we don't train husbands, wives, or kids. Hi, this is Dave Kane. You're listening to Madison's Home of the Bucks, a good karma brand radio station, 100.5 ESPN WTLX, Monona, Madison. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio, this is your Metro Kia of Madison Sports Center. Happy Friday, Madison. I'm Alex Gravatt. This is your Sports Center update brought to you by Mr. Irrelevant with our guy Alex Strofe. He's on filling in right now. It's a brand new show exclusively streaming three times a week. Watch Mr. Irrelevant with Alex Strofe every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 12.15 on ESPN, Madison's social media platforms. We've got a full weekend of football ahead, starting on Saturday with the Badgers as they host Georgia Southern. Wisconsin will be looking to bounce back from a tough 31-22 loss to Washington State last weekend. Kickoff is at 11, and the Badgers are 20-point favorites. And we've got college game day leading up to kickoff, starting at 9 a.m. with Colin Russo and former Badgers Chris Orr Brad Nortman taking you right up to kickoff. And those three guys help make sense of the game afterwards, taking your calls and figuring out what to do next. In the NFL on Sunday, the Packers travel to Atlanta to take on the Falcons at noon. Green Bay opened as one-point favorites but are now one-and-a-half-point underdogs. The Packers have a star-studded squad that are listed as questionable for this game, including Aaron Jones and both starting receivers. But we'll have more on that as Rutledge and Hamilton continues right now. Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealer. Stop into Metro Kia on the east side of Madison or MetroKiaOfMadison.com. You got the show, the show, the show, the show. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Rutledge and Hamilton rolling on live from Hawks Landing in Verona. He is the Olympic gold medalist Matt Hamilton. I'm Alex Stroh. Alex Gravatt back at the Everlight Solar Studio holding things down for us. What just happened here? So the... uh, our, our PGA, I believe, assistant working in the golf pro shop here at Hawks Landing just walked out and gave you what? A golf ball. A golf ball that says Skull and Vikes and it's colored purple and yellow. I wonder if uh, the 0-2 record is indicated anywhere on that golf ball. The last place in the NFC North is indicated anywhere on that golf ball. Well, I can put it, uh, I figure I could take my pitching wedge out, put it in the bottom of the pond, and it can sit at the bottom of the pond just like the Vikings are sitting at I the think you can make. I think you can make the throw from right here. There's a, there's a pond right in front of us from where we're set up at Hawks Landing. I think you can make the throw from here. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> a cannon for an arm. Yeah. And maybe you could go back up Jordan Love because, as Jim Rutledge said, Sean Clifford will never uh, never amount to anything, I believe, was his term on Sean Clifford sure, a couple weeks know. ago. He was savage. I just had to tune him out when he started yeah. blowing up on poor Sean Clifford. That'll happen. Well, here, let's uh, let's reset here. It's Friday. 
It's it a football Friday. The Packers are 1-0. They're heading to Atlanta. But they're likely going to be without Aaron Jones, Matt, who did not practice today. is questionable for Sunday's game. So I ask you, and I want to ask everybody in their cars, just safely text in if you text in, who's your X factor for Sunday? The only answer can't be Jordan Love. Go ahead. Who's on your radar? Who do you want to see step up? Who's the X factor come Sunday against the Falcons? My X factor for for this game against the Falcons, I think the Packers' offense is going to be Romeo Dobbs. He looked like he was the third down target for Jordan Love and fourth down because we know how successful Jordan, uh, Jordan Love was on third and fourth last week. Romeo Dobbs... Was had the lion's share of those targets. He seems like the guy that Love has really got a, uh, some rapport with, a relationship with. I think he's going to be the one who's really going to chunk some good yards for the Packers here and be the guy on fourth down for him. On defense, I think it's going to be Lucas Van Ness. He's going to be playing every snap if he can get into the backfield and pressure the quarterback. I'm not asking for sacks. I know Jim does not love the idea of pressures. I just think if we can get this Desmond Ritter running around, get him outside the pocket, Mm. get him as uncomfortable as possible, we're going to have a good chance with our secondary. All right, it's a take. Lucas Van Ness will not be playing every snap, but uh, with Sean Gary getting more snaps and Preston Smith on the other side, but he'll be getting into a He'll be getting a fair amount of snaps. Um, He'll be playing. He'll be playing, uh, and he got his first career sack in the first uh, first half last week, which was good to see. Dude, that that guy is huge, Van S. I, I like I had heard the reports and I'd seen him in preseason, but until he sacked Justin Fields last last week, I didn't realize like holy smokes that guy is massive, giant. He is a big fella, Hercules. First, that's that's his nickname. It's a good one for him, fitting nickname for Lucas Van S. I'm looking at Jaden Reed on the offense, the rookie wide receiver. I think he just had had under just. Had just under 50 yards last week for the Packers in his NFL debut in the regular season. I love the ability he has. He was returning some punts for the Packers as well. I think he scores his first career touchdown this weekend against Atlanta, and he opens things up. But the real question is that backfield without Aaron Jones. A.J. Dillon, it didn't look so great last week. Who's your X-Factor on defense? I got to pick one for each side of the ball? I did. Ooh. Is Kenny Clark too obvious? No. Because that defense line lit up Chicago's O-line last week. Certainly Got to keep that pressure on in Atlanta, and you mentioned it, right? The battle is won between the tackles in the trenches. That's where it was won against Chicago. I know everybody else looked good, but we really, the fact that we won in the trenches made everything else easier. No doubt about it. So, uh, wondering who's your X Factor? Who's your guy? 844-770-3776. Alex Cravat, who are you looking at this week and saying, huh? I'd like to see him step up for the pack in week number two. It's going to come down to stopping the run. I mean, like, the, there's nothing that we can do to really force them to throw the ball except for getting out ahead. And I think the best way to get out ahead is to to get after the quarter or to get after the running backs right away, keep Bijan in check. So I want to see if Quay Walker can hold on and, and just keep them at one to three yards a carry. That's kind of my, my X factor. If Quay Walker plays, that is. If he doesn't, who's going to step up in his role and keep up with B. John Robinson? Uh, I like the pick, but big if, right, if he plays. Yeah. And, and I sure hope he does. I'm with you on that. But we will, uh, we will see what happens with him in concussion protocol following that terrific pick six. Quay Walker, throw him a wide out if more injuries come to that room. He, he was just he was just trucking through people last week. I'm, I'm kidding, of course. Uh, we're asking the poll on Twitter right now. As Jim Rutledge takes a Friday off uh, here in the first week of drive time for Rutledge and Hamilton. If you're going to have a three-day weekend, would you rather take Monday or Friday off? 
I'm shocked by the results, the early returns on Twitter, at Jim and Matt. How many votes we got right now? Uh, just 40? over 35. Yeah, just short of 40 votes. 59% of people say Friday. 41% of people say Monday. Wow. This, is, this is a tight race. This is a lot closer Which is, than I thought. It blows my mind because, well, because I, everybody's Monday's off smart. just it's just extending the weekend scaries, the Sunday scaries. Whereas Friday, you have a short week, <laughs> you know what you're looking forward to, you're looking forward What's to the, the Sunday scaries. You've never heard the Sunday scaries before? No. This Seriously? guy's never had a job, a desk job. Yeah, he's never had a job in his life, clearly. <laughs> Sunday scaries is when... You're afraid to go to work? You, that is not a safe no, work no, environment. No, 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 no. You're not afraid to go to work. You're you're afraid of the weekend ending. You're like hungover on a Sunday. You're sitting on the couch. You're like, ah, I drank too much this week and I had too much fun. Now i got to go back to reality, back to real life, five-day work job. Oh, that's the Sunday scare. Yeah, it's like, it's like the regret of the weekend oh, and, and okay, the anticipation okay. of, the, of the work week coming. No, up. never heard of that before. That's crazy. You're getting old. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, mean, that, look, I mean, look, I get it. I see acronyms on, like, Twitter sometimes that I don't know. Mm-hmm. But Sunday scaries has been a phrase for a decade plus. Yeah, I haven't been a, a, amongst the youths in a decade plus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to hear from these Monday people, by the way, because Friday is, you know, you, you're anticipating the short week, right? You're done on Thursday. Thursday becomes your Friday. You get Friday off. You get the buzz of the weekend, and you get an extra day. Then it's Saturday. Then it's Sunday. You still get the Sunday scaries, but you had your long weekend. Whereas if you're off on a Monday... Yes, you, you look forward to a short week, but you're still working on Friday. Plus, you don't have to deal with everybody else in their case of the Monday blues. You can have your Monday blues when everyone's rebounding on Tuesday. And let's not even, like, the whole, the main reason for me is the, the driving home in the traffic. You know, you have some people that leave Thursday night because they got their Friday off. You got some people that are leaving Friday uh, for a weekend up north. Everybody's coming home on Sunday, and you got to deal with that traffic, and that's not for me. So give me that Monday off. That is a bananas take, in my opinion. But I actually, plus, I also think the Monday blues. If like it is not better when everybody is suffering on Monday. It is much nicer that to let everybody get a Monday under their belt for the week, and then you can just show up on Tuesday and get the week going. Everyone's in a better mood. On a Tuesday. Tuesday's the worst day of the week. I've been on the record about this many times. In in the power rankings of the seven days of the week, Tuesday comes in number seven. There's football on Monday nights. For like, what, 18 weeks a year? Yeah, but the power rankings change when it's football season. Oh, okay. So right now, okay, right now I'll give you that Tuesday is the week. Uh, but that that one stays true always. Tuesday is the worst day of the week. No, fifty-two weeks out. Monday, of no. Monday only gets to be during football. Season. No, because Monday, like you're back into the rhythm, you get back to earth. It is what it is. You're not necessarily looking forward to it. But then Tuesday sets in, and you're like, shoot, we're still four days away from the weekend. That's what I think on Monday. I'm five days away from the weekend. That's why it's the worst. Yeah, but you like it's okay. It's good to see you. It's good to see if you like the people you work with. With I, I, I think I can speak for you. I think you do. It's like, hey, everybody, how's your weekend? How you doing? Words good to be mouth. back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm fine with Mondays. I legitimately dislike Tuesdays and Wednesdays worse than Mondays. You're crazy. So here's something, like Matt. I think you've started to convince me, and I'm, I'm going to go against Strofe here. Um, 
you get when you take a Friday off, like it's excellent because you you're having your Friday while everyone else is having your thir- a Thursday, and like you get to be kind of pompous and like have your fun as you're leaving. But it's so much better, like you were saying, to show up on a Tuesday. Everyone's been tired already. They're in the run, so like you can kind of blend in with the pack if exactly. they're if they're getting going. Like if if you don't have the energy to go, um, I think that the everything surrounding the days off is better if you take the Monday off, but. I do think the actual days are better if you take Friday off. Yeah. I mean, that's fair, but if you're going to take, give me a three-day weekend, I'm taking Monday off. You can vote in the poll. You can chime in on it. At, at, on Twitter. Whoa. <laughs> having a stroke real quick mid-segment. At Jim and Matt on Twitter. On the text line, you can chime in. 844-770-3776. If you're having a three-day weekend, would you rather a Friday or Monday off? I thought this poll would be a blowout. Who wouldn't want the Friday off? Apparently a lot of people. Vote in the poll on Twitter, at Jim Matt, or chime in with your defense. Because if you're a Monday person, I need a more sound argument than Matt's given me. 844-770-3776. Also ask for your X Factor. Who are you looking at in Packers game on Sunday as they take on the Atlanta Falcons? Both teams 1-0. One of them is going to get to 2-0. On the text line, Pat Madison says, Carrington Valentine. Will get his first career interception, regular season Ooh. interception. He's years on Sunday. He's calling us, right? What? Weren't you a big Valentine fan? I was in the preseason. Yeah, I, I, I'd be okay with him not seeing the field a ton in the regular season, but I'm sure he will here and there. And Pat Madison saying he's getting an interception. I love that. I, hey, any any turnover that the Packers force, I am here for. I, I'm right there. I don't with care you. who gets it. I'm right there with you. and recover Turn over that ball. And also, Pat Madison chimes in with with a point I brought up uh, a bit earlier, but if you're just tuning in with us here on Rutledge and Hamilton, I'm Alex Struffin for Jim Rutledge alongside the Olympic gold medalist, Matt Hamilton, out here at Hawks Landing for the fourth annual golf outing, raising funds for the American Cancer Society. Uh, uh, Desmond Renner, the quarterback of the Falcons, has started five games. He's 3-2. and All three wins have come in his last three starts. Obviously, one last week in the final two weeks of the regular season last year. He has thrown zero interceptions in his time as the starter. But he's only thrown three touchdowns. Guess what Jordan Love did in one week? Three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Exactly. So Desmond Ritter, while five games without a turnover is impressive, Jordan Love did that in one game, three touchdowns. (laughs) The front runner for the MVP award through one week. (laughs) Mind you, Jordan Love. Right out there with the likes of Tua Tungo-Vailoa, Tyreek Hill, Brock Purdy, and Brandon Ayuk. (laughs) <laughs> That's a pretty solid MVP candidate list. Yeah. Yeah, and Jordan Love's atop the list. Not only is he in the list, he's atop the list. Jordan Love does what he did last Sunday, this Sunday. I'm calling the race. Race is over. Stop the count. Jordan Love, 2023 MVP if he does it again this weekend. <laughs> I, I think it's a bold prediction. I'm really excited to see what he does against a uh, better Atlanta defense than what we saw with that abysmal, abysmal Bears defense. That was rough. They looked like they were still playing preseason. Ryan and Madison on the text line, 844-770-3776. As Matt takes Mondays off, but he leaves early on Fridays. I know that's what I would do. <laughs> that's not, I mean, that's not a bad idea. I'm not going to leave early this Friday. Huh. Okay, sounds good. I don't know if I believe you yet. Uh, I'll believe you at about 5.58 p.m. Matt, yeah. the, Matt in the Greenhouse chimes in, 844-770-3776. Said, I'd rather have my Friday and Saturday nights on vacation rather than my nights be Saturday and Sunday. Understandable. You're wrong, but that's fine. No, he's completely right. 
It's completely right. <laughs> now I get Would you rather thought. go to a Friday fish fry or a Sunday fish fry? Sunday. You, you know you're lying to me right There's now. There's fewer people. I don't probably get right in. No, don't have to wait. There's probably also not very many Sunday fish fries. <laughs> we could right here. I, I could get a Sunday fish fry right here at Ox Landing. It's because it's Friday. I could get one on Sunday here is what I'm saying. Plenty of places in Wisconsin offer fish fry seven days a week. Well, the best ones don't. <laughs> the best fish fries, that is, don't. Oh. That's false. a false statement. Would you two stop bickering? No, that's literally the point of the segment, G. Yeah. G? We're going to turn it on you. Yeah, let's turn it on him. <laughs> what the hell are we doing here? We're doing entertainment. You think it's fun if we just agree for two hours straight? No, that would be the Jesse Nelson show. We need you to put, like, you know. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think, thanks for getting us back on track there, G. Yeah, that totally worked out super fine. Would you rather have a Friday or Monday off on a three-day weekend? Rutledge took his Friday. Matt wants his Monday. What say you? 844-770-3776. It's Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. If the mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. We'll throw some stones coming up next live from Hawks Landing. It is Rutledge and Hamilton. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Come on, swing. the good vibrations on a Friday live from Hawks Landing in Verona. It is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. I'm Alex Strofe alongside the Olympic gold medalist Matt Hamilton. Hello. Back at the Everlight Solar Studio holding it down, making it sound good, is the great Alex Gravatt. G is back at the Everlight Solar Studio. Would you like to say howdy? Howdy. You space cowboy, you. Yeah! Uh, we're asking you right now, would you rather have a Monday off or a Friday off if you were taking a three-day week? Also, no. who you got your eye on for Sunday? Just can't be Jordan Love. Uh, who's your X Factor for the Packers game in Atlanta? We'll take a look at some of those responses coming up in just a minute. But right now, it is time to throw some stones. The guys think they have the answers to everything. I'm the best there is. People like me. So it's time to put them to the test. That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. This is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. So every week, one of us lovely producers goes through, finds all the best information, all the best stories, and we bring it to you guys to debate. The topics. And then we assign points, and one of you will inevitably win. I'm going to start in the NFL with last night. There was a big kerfuffle on whether or not Al Michaels is, or, sorry, Al Michaels, yeah, is still a good announcer after this 62 yard touchdown call. And third and 10. Pressure on Cousins, steps up, throws deep downfield, caught, and that's the rookie Addison. Addison scored a 62-yard touchdown there, but people just didn't think he had the enthusiasm or the excitement. Now, as our in-house play-by-play guy, Strofe, do you think Al Michaels is still a good play-by-play guy? Oh, my God. Yes, absolutely he is. He's one of the best in the business uh, to this day, and I think the enthusiasm in the clip you just played is absolutely fine. Right, Jordan Addison had a big catch. He broke the tackle at the end. Uh, Number one, Jordan Addison, by the way. Good ad for the Vikings. Just not helping them through two weeks as they're 0-2 in, in last place of the NFC North. Hell yeah. Go Pack Go. 
but yeah, Al Michaels, still a very good commentator. Uh, silly, silly question from the Twitterverse. Not you, G. Yeah, I'm with you. I actually heard nothing wrong with that. I was waiting for him to start stumbling and rumbling and bumbling, but uh, he never got there. That's so. Chris Berman. I know, <laughs> but that was his. That was like it was like the announcer thing. I was going to football announcers, and I, I honestly was expecting like a mistake from Al Michaels. I was too, and there was none of that. So I I don't know where this is coming from. Can you play that clip one more time, G? No. For the touchdown. Third and ten. Pressure on Cousins. Steps up. Throws deep downfield. On! And that's the rookie Addison for the touchdown. <laughs> I think that's fine. That's I, I, I don't, I don't understand the issue. It's it was, a visual. And plus like, he's supposed to be like a... a, a, a I, I guess... In the middle, right? He's okay. not supposed to show well, actually, favoritism. Actually, I think I understand the issue here. It's because it's Vikings fans. And their radio play-by-play guy is Paul Allen. The cr- yeah. And Paul Allen is nuts. Yes. Right? Like, he's like the biggest Vikings fan in the world. He does everything completely over the top and, and annoy- to an annoying point. I think Paul Allen's annoying on the air. Yeah. Um, so they are, they are used to Paul Allen. They hear Al Michaels do a normal visual call. By the way, Paul, on the radio, not a visual medium like we are right now, but we are also visual. You can find live stream on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Um, yeah, this is this is silly. I, I, it's got to be Vikings fans just being annoying like they usually are. All right. Well, Strofe, you mentioned that it wasn't a silly question. I do have a silly question for you. After seven people were arrested in UK for stealing a six million dollar toilet, I'm curious if you had six million dollars to spend on some frivolous thing. What frivolous thing would you spend six million dollars on? And Matt, I've seen your basement. It's filled with frivolous things. We'll start with you. <laughs> well, gee, as you know, I need a place for all those frivolous things. So. I would build myself a house slash curling club. I would basically live there. I would make it nice enough so the wife would appreciate it, but it would be a curling club that I could have in my basement and go curling anytime I want and put all of my frivolous stuff up on the wall. Personal yeah. curling club. I, I, I'm I'm pretty much in the same boat as you. Except Personal curling club? I, no, not quite oh. to that point. But, but in terms of a house, yes. But not just any house. If I had $6 million, I am buying the largest barn. Scratch that. I'm buying the Culver's barn that you see on Highway 151. <laughs> I am keeping the Culver's signage on it, but I'm renovating it into a two-story house. I'll rent out a studio apartment on the bottom floor. Top floor, I'm building the deck. I'm going to have like three bedrooms. I'm going to have a decked out living <laughs> Who's room. Who's going to rent out the room there? It's a Culver's barn. It's People <laughs> love Culver's. It's Wisconsin. I'm buying that barn on 151 and renovating it to a house. I, and, and, you know, they'll have $6 million to go. You have thought about this. Stroke, you have what are you going to do thought. with the other $5.5 million? Like, you think that barn's only worth five hundred grand? And then the renovation? Yeah. I, okay. Then what are you doing with the other million, $5 million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm donating it to them so they can relocate their services. I love it. All right. I did ask you both to do a little homework as we prepared for this yes. one. Um, and, and so I'm going to read the Florida map. Right, this has always been a thing. Florida man crazy, outlandish. Here's a, mm-hmm. an example headline that I read today. Florida man arrested for torching a car belonging to his cousin, who is also his girlfriend. And I want to hear, oh, what is your best Florida man well, hold headline? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we reveal our headlines, cousin <laughs> slash girlfriend, not Okay. <laughs> All right, glad we glad we got that one out of the air. I'm, I'm ready to play our game now. Uh, all right, Strofe, 
We'll start with you. Yeah, I didn't really do my homework, so this is a good way to start off. But I'll of just course. make one up on the fly. This will be good. Florida man arrested following a wrestling match with two alligators while butt naked inside of a Waffle House. Right. And I feel like that might have happened at some point in Florida. Uh, all right. Uh, Florida man arrested for training shark to eat ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It's fantastic. I've got one more for you if we got time. Yeah. Uh, it, it's been all over the place. I can't believe, like, honestly, it feels like a letdown to the Rutledge and Hamilton faithful that current producer Ryan Woolersheim has not touched on this yet. The Mexican Congress is holding hearings to learn more about an alleged thousand-year-old alien bodies that were discovered in a cave. Journalist Jose Musan, I believe is how you pronounce his name, presented the little bodies in court. Yeah. Do you think the public is ready for the truth about aliens, Alex Trope. Yeah, you know my take on this, G, but I'll reiterate it for the Rutledge and Hamilton faithful that haven't heard it before. Number one, aliens are real, and they're super real, and they're coming sooner than you think. <laughs> now, let me tell you this. The fact that this, this uh, what, what would we call this? I, I don't know if we can call it a corpse, because it's an alien. Would we call it a corpse? Yes, it's still bodies, bodies. A dead thing. Okay, so it's still a corpse. Yes. Okay, so this corpse that was presented in this Mexican court, number one, it looked like somebody did a crappy paper mache like 50 years ago. That's not a real alien. Real aliens don't look like what we think they look like. <laughs> you don't. And that alien that's paper mache in art class in seventh grade is not a real alien. Okay? Are we on the same page here? Glad you're following along. So, what aliens actually look like is far more unimaginable than the human mind can conceive. <laughs> and we do not know what an alien looks like yet. But are they real? Yes. And are they among us? Yes. And will we find out more about them within the next uh, 365 days? I would think so. The U.S. government is hiding aliens from us as we speak. I, I don't know for that for a fact. I'm just projecting my own opinion. Uh, just for the record so nobody sues me. That's my take on it. Oh, you just got yourself blacklisted with that comment, Strofe. Um, yeah, I don't know what is going on with this in Mexico. I did see the photo. It, it looks like paper mache. It does look super fake. I have no idea what to make of it. And it looks like ET, right? Like it looks. It does. It, it, it looks, looks like exactly somebody. Like it looks e. like somebody did an ET paper mache in like 19. Uh, what, what year did that movie come out? 90s. <laughs> I don't know, 80s? Uh, 80s probably. So like 1993, somebody did a paper mache of E.T. It's been in a box, and they un uncovered it recently, and they're like, whoa, what is this? I do not know what to think with the aliens. Like, it wasn't long ago that the U.S. government released those videos of the weird spacecraft that they their pilots have seen. Like, that is, like, footage that's, oh, aliens real, are that's real. out. So, like... Who knows what to think? I don't know if that one in Mexico is real, but I love that their Congress is entertaining the idea of it and isn't just, like, shooting it down, calling it nonsense, and pretending like it's not a thing. Because it could be a thing. Well, friends, I hate to say it, but the way we round out week one of drive time Rutledge and Hamilton is in an absolute blowout. It wasn't even close. Your winner doesn't even have a name on the marquee of uh -huh. this show. Uh -huh. Alex Stroh. <laughs> Week one champion. Yeah, look, uh, I mean, you kicked me off the show. I return and well, after four days off because one of you decides that working from four to six for five days in a row is way too much to handle. 
So here I show up, and I have to educate the Rutledge and Hamilton faithful about the legitimacy of aliens in, in honor. You're an alien. That might not be false. We don't know that, right? Like, we could be aliens. Hey, man. None of us know the truth. That's just, like, your opinion, man. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You're right. It's exactly my opinion. Strove, I'm glad you are able to get this win today. I know you haven't had a win this week, so it's nice that you are able to catch one yeah. at the end of the week. Yeah, no doubt about it. He's Matt Hamilton. I'm Alex Strove. I'm a winner. You could be a winner, too. Go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison, home of the smoke-free slots and the highest payout percentage in the area. They give out millions and millions of dollars every single month. Every single month. Millions and millions of dollars won at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Go be a winner at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Mondays or Fridays, if you're having a three-day weekend, Packers-Falcons, Badgers-Georgia Southern. We talk all of it and more. Two segments to go. Lots to get into as we wrap up the week. It's Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light Live from Hawks Landing in Verona. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Rutledge and Hamilton rolls on live from Hawks Landing in Verona on ESPN Madison. I'm Alex Strove in for Jim Rutledge alongside the Olympic gold medalist Matt Hamilton. Hello. Alex Gravatt running the show for us back at the Everlight Solar Studio downtown Madison. Howdy. We're asking you, would you rather have a Friday or a Monday off if you were having a three-day weekend? We'll get into some of those responses in a moment, but uh, my aliens take. <laughs> is uh, is lighting up the text line a little bit. Uh, best one from Jake and Edgerton. Uh, alludes to something you guys have been talking about all week. Yep. He says, aliens are for sure real. Just look at how much they helped advance the Roman Empire into a world powerhouse. Now, um, you guys were discussing this this TikTok and, and Twitter phenomenon this Yeah, week. but now it's coming. Every day our show is going to mention the Romans. Now, as long I, as... I just don't get it. I don't get the phenomenon. Like, yeah. So you said you think about the Roman Empire twice, twice a week? week? Probably at least. What? Like, that has to be a bit. You're joking. No, no. Like, it's more of like when you, when you see things in the world that just remind you of the Roman Empire, like roads. Roads were an invention of the Romans. So when you're driving on the road, you think, wow. Not every single time. Shout out to the Roman death, Empire. There's certainly times where I How think is about that where your head there's goes? There's certainly times where, where I'll turn the faucet on and be like, Man, the water runs at the house. Thanks, aqueducts. Thanks, Romans, for figuring there out how to get no running water. There is no way your brain works that way. There's yes, no shot. 100%. That's real. My watch. This is just a fancy version of a sundial. Thanks, Romans. You don't Eat think about tight. it. Yeah. It is tight. That's real. Like I, I kid you not. Every sporting event ever is just some version of gladiators. So yeah, on Sunday you're watching Jordan Love kick the crap out of the Chicago Bears. You're thinking, wow. That's I'm so gladiator I'm so, stuff. I'm right so there, glad yeah. the gladiators inspired Soldier Field. Well, I mean, just the idea of people getting together to watch somebody take on someone else in some sort of athletic feat. I Whether lived- that was ending in death or if it was ending in a win and a loss and you go on to next week and play the next team. It is still it's gladiators on a tampered down scale. I legitimately have not thought about the Roman Empire since, like, seventh grade So you do class. know that, like, the reason we brought it up is because it's, like, 
it's a thing. It's a trend. And, and more aware. people than not are saying, yeah, I think about the Romans fairly often. Like, that's the thing. It's, it's, you're actually, I would say, based on the TikTok videos and all the videos that I've seen, you're in the minority because I feel like a lot of people think about the Romans randomly throughout the week. And you're, you, so you're telling me you're driving down the road. Not, it's not every time we're driving a, down the road. Sa- I, I didn't random. say every time. I didn't say every time. Said so you're just having a Sunday cruise. Yeah. Just driving around. You go, wow, I'm super grateful for this road. Shout out to the Roman Empire. I mean, in, in, in a pretty, like, you know, maybe in my head, I think it. I'm not actually shouting them out, but yeah, I think about the Romans. I'm not saying you're legitimately shouting. Yeah, but them. In, some in your head, they you're like, wow, the Roman Empire was so crucial for uh, the belt line to be developed. This flex lane would not exist without the Roman Empire. That's where <laughs> I your mean, head goes. I think that's a true statement, but no, that's not exactly <laughs> where my head goes. But yeah, that's how they get it in my head. You got to be kidding. By association, this has to be a bit. It's, do you think the world is in on this bit? We're all just like yes. all these Roman yes, stands that we're just yes. like, let's all just My try and yes. fool yes. the people who aren't in in the know. There's no shot. You turn on the sink after you shave down to that luscious, beautiful mustache <laughs> of yours, and you go, yeah, this faucet. Not in my house without the Roman Empire. Thanks, I'm so Aqueducts. grateful. Yeah. I'm so grateful that my mustache, my brand is here. Because of the Roman Empire. Yeah. There's no chance. No, that's real. That's what's happened. That's called it's called association. And those are things that are associated with the Roman Empire that just will pop in my head. Alright, one time. of the most fascinating people I know is G, who's our producer today. One of the Thanks, most fascinating man. dudes I know. G, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? Really frequently, yeah. It's not it's not good. Are you being serious or is this See? part of the bit? I, I've watched multiple documentaries on the Roman Empire. I started a podcast, not participating in, but I started listening to a podcast about the Roman Empire. It is fascinating. See? What did Rutledge say to this? He never thinks about it, but he's like, that's how you know you don't have kids if you think about the Roman Empire. I'm an old man Rutledge. Well, I don't have kids. I never think about the Roman Empire. I'm a man. I'm four. Yeah, because you're too busy thinking about Jordan Love and whether Luke Fickle's the answer. And if the Badgers, if we should be pushing the panic button. That I'm not disagreeing with. Yeah, but that's you. That's you, G. But I like history. Is thinking about how this world was shaped and it was tight. molded heavily by the Romans, and that we're just noticing it. Underrated Speaking. empire, the Egyptian Empire. Yeah. What did they give us? Roads? No, but they were around, they were around for, for like three thousand years. No, three thousand years. years. It's insane. It's 2023. We're closer to the end of the empire now than we are to the. Than There's they only how, been 2,023 years. How how is something around for 3,000 years? Are you, is, this is not a serious question, Alex. Is it? It cannot be. This is the biggest level of Ben Brust, yeah, headassery that I have ever heard. <laughs> Pat Madison says, "Never think about the Roman Empire." Sheesh! I always think about the ancient Greeks. Yeah. yeah. There you go. And Jake and Edgerton chimes in again and says, I really love how the Roman Empire is taking up a segment every single day this week. I know. We can't avoid it. Strofe is in disbelief. I, I, when I heard this the other day, I, I think this was Wednesday I heard your show. Yeah. And I thought to myself, they're just doing a bit. Like, this it's is just really a joke. not a bit. And it's not a joke. I think about the Roman Empire at least twice a week. I would <laughs> say that's a conservative side. <laughs> I, uh... Matt, I gotta be honest. And honestly, you, you and I this last week, a lot 
I've thought it was I a Roman Empire yes, a lot. But I, as have I. As have I. Because my girlfriend asked me this the other night. She goes, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? Oh, you didn't even give her a good answer. I said, never. Never. Legitimately never. Why are you asking me this? <laughs> what are you? Did you hit your head? What's going on? <laughs> and um, and then I hear you guys talking about it. I'm like, what the hell? Is, I feel like the world is doing one big bit against me. <laughs> It comes yes. up enough that a good friend of mine in college, halfway through, decided they want to switch their major. They applied to a history school, and and their their application included a a full paper about the fall of Rome and how it it boiled down to mosquitoes. <laughs> really? Because of a, a large troop put in a swamp. Yeah. Wow. I mean, see, it's fascinating. I'm not disagreeing. Yeah. But How's this not popping your head? Never. Well, right now it certainly has, because of you two idiots. <laughs> Unbelievable. Drew Madison chimes in, says, "Once your mind blown, Alex? Cleopatra is closer in age to the internet than she is to building to the building of the pyramids." I wouldn't have guessed that either. Let's go Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go Egypt. All right, it's Rutledge and Hamilton. We'll wrap up the week after this. Uh, final thoughts on Packers, Falcons, Georgia Southern, and, and Wisconsin, and apparently the freaking Roman Empire for some reason. <laughs> it's Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Take me home tonight. Take me home, baby. Legend Hamilton rolls on live from Hawks Landing in Verona. Oh, I was really thinking it was going to drop there. Now it's going to do it. Getting ready for a big football weekend out of football Friday. Badgers host Georgia Southern tomorrow in a get-right game at Camp Randall Stadium. Packers head to Atlanta looking to go 2-0 to start off the season as they take on the Young Falcons. And me and Matt wrapping up the show. Wrapping up the first week of primetime Matt Hamilton. <laughs> Drive time, Matt Hamilton. It's primetime Wolfsheim when he decides to do his own show. Yeah, which he didn't today, and neither did Rutledge. So we were asked to do uh, score predictions for our games. I'm curious were what we? you picked. Not, not on this show, but oh. Maddie, yeah. our social media queen Maddie, she had been asking some of the people in the office for score predictions. i got to pull it up. I want to know what you picked for the Badgers uh, versus Georgia Southern game. Sure thing, Chicken Wing. Uh, so for the Wisconsin-Georgia Southern game, I picked Wisconsin 56, Georgia Southern 17. That's good. I, I also have Georgia Southern at 17, but I went 38 for the Badgers, 21 points. Nah, like I, like I said earlier, I need, a, I need a big, big, big showing from this offense tomorrow. Big, big, big get-back game, get-right game, get-back. At home, who's going to have to do the most play, on the Badgers' offense for that fifty-eight point score? To the offensive line, the offensive line looked horrible last week, so the, the especially just in the first half. Room for Malusi and uh, Allen, just yeah, to run muck and let Mordecai. I mean, Mordecai looked pretty solid. He's coming along. I think he's going to be really good by the end of the year, but he needs to be comfortable back there. And he was under attack. Um, he was he was scrambling and running around, and that that can't be the case. 
Yeah, case. certainly. They got to get Braylon Allen and Ches Malusi going. So I, I have the Badgers winning big. How about you? You said 38-17? 21-point win. Barely covering I went spread. on the spread, based on the spread, so I liked the numbers based off of that. But they're covering. But they do cover. You feel good about a three-touchdown win? Yeah, I think so. I think this defense is going to show up, and then when the second stringers inevitably do go in, I think they're going to be flying around the field with a lot to prove. So I don't think there's going to be a lot of garbage time points scored by uh, Georgia Southern. That was exactly the score they had against Buffalo. Oh, was it really? Maybe that's why it's stuck in my head. <laughs> maybe maybe it'll happen again. Who knows? And what do you got for the Packers? I have the Packers winning. Um, I think it's a shootout. I'd have to look at my exact score predictions, but I think the Packers win. I think they go 2-0. Um, I think it'll be closer, though. I have them 24-14, Packers over the Falcons. That's a shootout? Uh, I think it'll be closer than the final score indicates. With a late touchdown by the Packers? Correct. It'll be 17-14. They'll score a late touchdown. And what's going to be the key to that uh, score there? Keep Jordan Love clean. Establish the run game. Young pass catchers continue to develop. And defense does their job. Win the battle up front with Kenny Clark. I like it. I like it. I think that's going to be the key for the the Packers and the Badgers. Winning in the trenches is going to be major for both these teams because it just opens up everything for them. If they win in the trenches, the run game opens up. The passing game gets easier when the run game's got to be played honestly. Uh, it, it's they're the unsung heroes of uh, the football field, but they're the ones right now that I think have a t- their time to shine for both of these offenses and defenses. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, 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 it's a fun weekend, right? It should be a two and zero weekend. I hope for the Packers and Badgers. Both of those teams win. Um, Packers a little bit less easy than the Badgers should be. Tomorrow's a cut the check, thanks for the win type of game uh, for the Badgers at Camp Randall Stadium, eleven a.m. kickoff. You got you got to get a big win. I'm just I'm I'm so eager to see how this team performs tomorrow. So eager. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm nervous after last week. Like I'm not nervous about Georgia Southern, but I'm worried about Big Ten play, which starts a week from today. And that, and we start that off against Purdue in Lafayette. Right? Correct. Correct. Oy. That team's they're not going to be pushed over. And honestly, we can't look past Georgia Southern. I know it's going to be one of those games that you got to win, but the, we need our guys to be playing in the moment all the time. Getting into that mindset where you can think about the next opponent before you're even done playing the first one is not something these Badgers have uh, afforded themselves to this point. So let's have let's make sure they're focused on that. We'll get to Purdue next week. Georgia Southern opened the season with a 34-0 shutout win over the Citadel, which is what I referred to a lot earlier in the show. And then they beat uh, UAB, University of Alabama, at Birmingham 49-35 last week. I mean, so, so they are averaging. Uh, can put up points. They are averaging over thirty-five points a game, but they haven't played Wisconsin yet. They've not played Wisconsin yet. Uh, I was also looking. I think their offense is averaging like three hundred, like forty yards, three hundred fifty yards passing, and another hundred and fifty rushing. So they their offense has been rolling so far, but these teams quite suspect. Uh, three hundred nine passing yards per game, one hundred fifty nine rushing yards per game. So about just just short of five hundred yards a game through two games. But again, they haven't been playing Wisconsin. Right. Uh, do you keep your hat and your sunglasses on when you talk to adults? <laughs> yes. Uh, Jay Norvell, former assistant at the University of Wisconsin, assistant coach, currently the head coach at Colorado State, said uh, uh, his mother taught him to take off a sunglass and his hat when he talks to uh, adults. Grown-ups, I believe, is actually the term he used. A shot at Deion Sanders, which just adds fuel to the fire. Colorado, 
the most fun story in all of college football. They're going to whoop up on Colorado State tomorrow if I had to guess. What a silly thing to say. And then, like, I think Oregon State's coach doubled down on the comment, and they play Colorado in a couple weeks. Oh, good. So everybody is just trying to get a piece of prime time right now. I think they see if you say something inflammatory about him, you're going to be in the news as well, regardless of whether you – he just cost his team maybe a 21-point loss to, like, a 35-point loss. Yeah, I mean, Dion has always thrived on bulletin board material, and now he's got more. Uh, so Colorado and Colorado State coming up tomorrow night. But first things first, it's Wisconsin and Georgia Southern tomorrow at Camp Randall Stadium. Sunday, it's Green Bay at Atlanta, Packers versus Falcons. A Brett Favre game of sorts? <laughs> right? I mean, kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Looking forward to both of them. We hope we return Monday with a 2-0 weekend for our football teams. Big thanks to Alex Gravatt and everybody here at Hawks Landing for helping us out oh, and having and us today. another big thanks to the Romans. And a big thanks for the Romans for uh, the calendar. For the calendar. For track of time. we got to get out of here. He's Ben Hamilton Alex Grove. This is Ben Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. See ya. See ya.